Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Sam Says, a podcast from the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, or I'm HIP. I'm Durando Beverly with the Gemini Group, and joining me as always is the Sam in Sam Says, the Executive Director of the organization, Samantha Olds Fry. Sam, how are you today? I'm fabulous. How are you doing, Durando? I am doing well. Summer is continuing on. Any plans as we look at the latter half? We've got a few barbecues coming up with friends. Uh, looking forward to Labor Day. We always go out of town to see my family. Um, just trying to soak up every last warm, beautiful Chicago day. I understand. My wife, as you know, is a middle school teacher, and she starts school in about seven weeks. And this is my time where I get out of her way and let her just soak it up and just get herself mentally prepared. My stepmom was a teacher and totally understand. They let them do their thing. Absolutely. So uh, a bit ago, we had part one of a very interesting conversation around value-based care, and we had the folks uh, from Aunt Martha's Health and Wellness come in to talk about the perspective from their organization. Today, we're joined by another special guest in the I'm Hip Studios to continue to give us a different perspective on value-based care. We are joined by Andrew Shadid the CEO of Genesis Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Andrew, welcome. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you being here. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, can you just give us a sense of like the size of your organization and perhaps reach of the services that you offer? Definitely. So we're a private specialty practice focusing on orthopedics and sports medicine. Uh, we cover the full gamut of orthopedic services across, uh, which started in the orthopedic area, sorry, in the suburbs, um, out in St. Charles, and as a result of our vision, has continued to grow eastward uh, towards Oak Brook and now in Little Village. Fantastic. And let's go a little bit deeper. Give us a, a sense of the background on the services you provide. Definitely. So we provide uh, all orthopedic services from joint replacements to handling fractures and trauma. I'm looking at arthritis, which is uh, you know, a huge issue that our society is facing today when it comes to aging population. Uh, we look at purple tunnel. Anything that involves a and what I love, Andrew, about the work you've done and are, are doing as you go forward is when we talk about value-based care in Illinois, we often think about it from a uh, primary care perspective or from a behavioral health perspective or FQHC, much like Aunt Martha's. But you've really taken a look at specialty care, something that is in dire need of access when you talk about the Medicaid program and are really starting to um, transition that model. Um, can you talk a little bit about what made you recognize that the system that we have, sort of the fee-for-service structure without more consideration, without more purpose, and without more vision just wasn't working for our members? Uh, certainly. So I think the uh, value-based care is actually a strategy that we're using to accomplish our main goal, which is a so driving purpose that we have within us, which is that everyone's deserving of health care. And as we uh, begin to field more calls uh, from the patients on managed care plans, and three years ago had to tell them, so we don't accept them, we realize that this is not aligned with our values as a practice um, and as human beings. And as a result of that, we had to get involved in, in delivering these services to those patients. Um, as a strategy, we realized that at Medicaid rates, that's not possible. To, to uh, stay afloat as an organization, as a private practice, with zero subsidies outside of 
what we would see just on a fee-for-service basis currently and to be able to offer care to that population. So we had to drastically redesign our entire care delivery model in order to take care of that population. And so what we're seeking to do today is say value-based care is where we need to be. It's the direction that we're heading in order to take care of this population successfully. Because if we don't, we can't do it in How important is it to, as your organization continues to grow, to build in those pivot points so that you're looking at what's happening for the service needs of tomorrow and positioning your organization accordingly? Certainly. I mean, it's incredibly important. In fact, it's probably the most important thing that we're looking at today. When you look at total health care spend, many people would posit that the Medicaid program on a per patient spend actually should be willing, should be able to today take care of patients accordingly for all their needs, except the money's being spent in the wrong places. Uh, and when we can position that money to be spent in the correct places, some people would argue that the Medicaid budget actually doesn't need to grow at all, that it can remain exactly where it is. And spent well, we can take care of the population. Absolutely, and I think that really builds on sort of what we were talking about in our last episode with Aunt Martha's, which is when you use those resources effectively and efficiently, you can add to the value of people's lives, and you can actually save money for the entire system and for the entire state, and you at Genesis, um, Andrew, are really demonstrating that that can be done in, in other settings as well beyond sort of that primary care setting. Exactly, exactly. So uh, to give you an example, we're, when we're in doing total joint replacements for patients in the state, which is growing in, in patients aged 40, 50s, 60s, those that, you know, whether they would qualify for Medicare or not, right, are a part of the Medicaid program. And those patients, uh, 33% today are discharged to a post-acute care facility after the hospital, which is ridiculously expensive. They're discharged to home health, which is also incredibly expensive. Our discharge rates to those places are 6% and 8% respectively, with 86% of our patients discharged directly at home. Um, what, what is involved in that is significant. It's education of, of patients, it's education of their family members, it's education of hospital staffs and nurses. But what comes as a result of those, of those savings is lots of money that can be spent elsewhere, elsewhere in the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And so as we think about value-based care, it's, it's essentially, for us, looking at bundles of care. And in those bundles, over total spend over a certain number of days, being able, as a physician, on the physician side, to determine where is that money going to be spent so that we can most efficiently take care of this. Right, and it requires a lot of purposeful thought and planning and communication and engaging in the member on the front end as opposed to sort of after the fact. So what do we have to put into place now after the procedure? Well, that's too late. You've got to think really um, at the beginning of the process, what tools and systems are we going to put in place to make sure this member flows through this journey of healthcare, whatever it may be, whether it's a joint replacement or um, arthritic care, to ensure that the outcomes are exactly where we need them to be. Can you give us a sense, and this is something that Sam and I have talked about in previous episodes, can you give us a sense about that education and that engagement and what your organization does specifically there to make sure that members are prepared and have the knowledge that they need? Sure. So from a, from an educational standpoint of members, let's use specific procedures like a total joint replacement, a hip or a knee. Typically these patients are you know, 
50s, 60s, and after the procedure, go home with somewhat limited mobility. Um, if they are at home, you know, going up and down stairs is not always an option. Uh, even making their meals right themselves can be difficult sometimes. The environment in which they go home to, right? If, is it a clean environment? Is it not a clean environment? Sometimes, you know, we've been talking about some of the social determinants of care. Uh, if it's not a clean environment, there is significant higher risk for infection. However, if we compare those things to even hospital infection rates, right, we're still making a judgment call as to whether or not are they going to be safer at, at home or in the hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, hospital infection rates are notoriously high. And so as a provider, we're, we're both having to educate patients and many times against where the system is leading them, right? In a system in which hospital systems do own significant resources and have to cover the fixed costs, it is a, no reason to think that, that a nurse is incentivized in one way or another, whether it's, it's certainly probably not monetarily, but it is based on the way that they were educated to send patients you know, into home health and into post-acute care. In our case, we're often educating a patient saying, here's the reasons why you don't want to be in those places. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be there because of higher infection rates. You don't want to be there because you're at higher risk of getting a blood clot if you're not walking around and up and out of your bed. Uh, just you know, a story about that. In hospitals today, when patients try and get up out of their bed without a nurse at their side, alarms start to go off, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're, they're not able to do that because they're a fall risk. Well, in our, in our line of business, the patient not getting up out of bed means that they're going to get a blood clot, get a PE, and die. Mm -hmm. um, and so these are very serious things that we actually have to educate patients on and say, no, it's better for you to be out of bed. It's better for you to be home. It's better for you to be interacting with your kids and your family. Um, and you're not going to be able to do it alone. You're going to have to have some type of partner, some a spouse, a child, someone that's helping you along the process. But that's where these com these communities of care coordination are really, really important. Great. And as we wrap, is there anything that you want our listeners and partners to be aware of? Any type of upcoming events or, or anything big, projects that, that folks should be mindful of as in the coming weeks and months? Sure, yeah. We're really excited. We're opening our fourth office in Austin. Um, in about a month, and so keep an eye out. I know that we'll be, be hopefully continuing to grow to provide more services. Specialty care is one of the things, and specifically orthopedics is something that patients throughout the city are waiting, you know, one month to three to five months for just to get in for an appointment. And it's something that we're currently offering on a same day or next day basis um, because of the model that we've been able to develop. So. Right. Well, we appreciate uh, you joining us to continue this wonderful conversation. Uh, Andrew Shadid, the CEO of Genesis Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, thank you for joining us. Sam, any final thoughts? I just want to thank Andrew again. I don't think it can be emphasized enough how critical it is for healthcare leaders like Andrew to engage and purposefully treat the Medicaid population, meet them where they are, and continue to invest in this program. Um, to ensure that, that members have access regardless of their zip code. I think that's something that um, is remarkable and needed more of it, and we are really grateful for um, you being here today and sort of what you continue to do in the healthcare space. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Bill. We appreciate you being here. On behalf of Sam and the team at I'm Hip, I'm Rondell Beverly from the Gemini Group, and thank you again for listening to another episode of Sam Says. If you like what you hear, 
Please uh, follow us on Podbean, where you can find this podcast, as well as the social networking sites, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And as always, you can find us on imhip.net. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back very soon.